are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Keena Scooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We're going to go over that Miami-Carolina game. It was a doozy. It came down to the wire. We were all sweating. But here we are with another victory for the Tar Heels. So let's talk about that. More importantly, what did Roy Williams think about the win on last night? Did he feel like there was improvement or is he still stressed out about his team? Let's talk about that too. Finally, we're going to bring on home with three things that we want to move forward with. Questions that I have for you guys to answer on this episode. Happy Wednesday. We are halfway through the week, one step closer to Friday. I hope you guys are having a great start to the new year. You have your resolutions down. You are rocking them, whether you're getting yourself, you know, nice and fit, you're trying to eat a little better, or whether or not you're just letting yourself be free and enjoying life as it comes. Whatever you are doing, I hope you are happy doing it. Now, It was game 11 of the 2020 season. Carolina took a hungry Miami squad, desperate for its first ACC win on the year. Two strong possessions at the end of regulation surged the heels past the Canes, beating them 67 to 65. Carolina is undefeated in 2021. So if you're trying to look for a positive here, yeah, 2020 was full of crap. We were getting it done, not in a great way. (laughs) We were trying our best to ensure victory. We came up short quite a few times in 2020. But hey, 2021 is a new energy, a new vibe, and that's what the Carolina Tar Heels are bringing on the basketball court. So let's just be grateful we have Carolina doing the damn thing. Now, we've seen a Tar Heels team struggle to figure it out offensively, but luck seems to be on this team's side more so than we could say for last year. As we know, there have been some close matchups. I talked about that yesterday that never seemed to go in Carolina's favor. There were always some close games that came down to one or two possessions, and Carolina couldn't quite figure out who was their go-to guy. And it seems like our upperclassman leadership has stepped up in a big way, in different ways as well, I would argue. We don't necessarily have the offensive you know, gurus helping us at the moment from the backcourt, but... Carolina's figuring it figuring it out. They're giving getting it done. And that's all that matters. At the end of the day, you get a W in the win column and you get to go to your next matchup. Now, we talked about how going into yesterday, the Miami Hurricanes were four and four overall and 0 and three in league play. Miami had just lost 66-65 at home to Clemson on January 2nd. So they were looking for their first win. And we all know teams that are looking for their first conference win of the year, want to feel as if, you know, everything that they're working for, everything they're putting in to try and get better is going to come one of these days, and you just hope it's not against your team, and thankfully, it wasn't against the Tar Heels, and when I say Carolina did everything to give it to the Miami Hurricanes, I mean, at one point, Carolina was down by nine, but they kept chipping away, they kept at it, so we're going to talk more about that game. We saw the new starting lineup yet again, Roy switching it up for us. We had RJ Davis, Kerwin, Walton, Leaky Black, Dayron Sharp, and Armando Bay. Caught in for the Tar Heels to start the game. You know, it was a solid group, solid starting lineup. I know Andrew Playtech talked post game about how Leaky felt a ways about not being in the starting group from the last game against Notre Dame, and the switch seemed to help because Leaky certainly turned it on. 
How Carolina pulled off this win with 20 turnovers remains to be seen. Miami was is better from the three-point line. As I mentioned yesterday, they were about evenly matched with the heels at rebounding and free throws, but they were worse at turnovers. But Carolina said, huh, hold my beer, Hurricanes. And I mean, they were the ugliest, most pointless turnovers. And just at times you felt as if Garrison couldn't find his form or was kicking it out when he shouldn't have. And, you know, you had Dayron doing too much down in the post. It was just a lot of like, what are y'all doing? Right. <laughs> I was scratching my head several times during the game. Like, do y'all, do y'all not want to be here? Do you not want to play? I'm, I'm certainly confused. Now I will say if Miami had a Chris likes and some of their other key starters, I truly believe this game would have gone the other way and Carolina would have been molly whopped. And that would have been a huge mark against them as they try and figure out and navigate getting into this uh, NCAA tournament, ACC tournament play, their ranking, all that good stuff. This would have been a bad loss. <laughs> we know how that end of the season they talk about good losses, bad losses, blah, blah, blah. Losing to Miami without their key point guard in fashion that just was ugly with double-digit turnovers times two, two decades worth of turnovers. Uh, that's hard to come back from. Now, I also mentioned yesterday Coach Laranega who spoke about UNC's size advantage, right? So he was in his press conference talking about we're not going to grow any taller and they're not going to shrink. It's a matter of do they have the size advantage? Yes. What we have to do instead of one guy guarding them, the whole team has to guard those big boys. We've got to surround them. we got to try to outreach rebound them huh. update Carolina did not use its size advantage in fact it let Miami's point guards drive to the basket on multiple occasions but thank god for Leaky Black and Andrew Playtech because I know those two were exactly who you thought were going to lead this team to victory last night it's okay you can admit it secretly you just knew Andrew Playtech was going to have a running jumper and score the final two points of the game. I know. I know that's what you were thinking. I know you knew Garrison Brooks was going to make those two free throws after going one for seven at, all night long, right? I knew you felt confident in that the same way. Get you an Andrew Playtech in your life because Andrew knew. He said, you're our guy, okay? You can do this for us. I know you know Caleb Love was going to come off that bench shoot that three after going scoreless all night. That's where the only points he contributed contributed for the entire game. I know you knew that was going to happen, right? Because you just, if you know anything about this team, you know they're certainly unpredictable. Leaky put up 16 points while Andrew Playtech's jumper with three seconds left in the game sealed Miami's losing fate. Now your scoring leaders, we had Leaky Black with 16, Curran Walton with 13, Dayron Sharp with 12, and Andrew Playtech with 11. Another night where not one Tar Heel scored 20 points. Probably one of the worst shooting nights I've seen from the Heels in a long time, truthfully. Couldn't make twos if they <laughs> tried, begged, pleaded, because it was just ain't too proud to beg on some serious temptation energy. It was rough. And it wasn't because the attempts weren't going in. Carolina couldn't get control of the ball long enough to execute a play at most times. Carolina shot 34% on the day, which is tough considering all that Carolina has tried to, you know, we pride ourselves in having strong point guard play, right? However, they did shoot 45% from three, which is a solid jump from what we've seen in previous games. But I'm still missing that wing guy, like that Leslie McDonald, that P.J., 
you know, Harrison, I'm still missing that wing player that I know I can kick it out, and it's just not even – Reggie Bullock, like, so many guys, so many wing players coming to mind right now, sharpshooters that can just knock it home. I was going to say Danny Green, but I know how y'all feel about him right now. Y'all a little sensitive about my boy Danny, but, hey, he – Got a couple national championships. or got a national championship. Got a couple of WNBA. Why did I say WNBA? NBA championships. I have WNBA on my brain last night. Ha, shout out to Georgia. Period, Pooh. Okay. But yes. Anywho, I just wish we had more shooters that could get it done for us. Now, Carolina was 72% from the free throw line. And frankly, if it's not in the 90s, it's a poor night from that line. Because it's free. In my opinion, you should always make your free throws. That's free money basic basic levels and ain't no thing right rj davis and caleb love combined for five points now we gotta take a pause for that because you know i want you to let that marinate in your spirit (laughs) rj davis and caleb love all the hype surrounding this backcourt these fresh incoming freshmen they're gonna be everything you want and more just combined for five points five points (laughs) Woo! that's just yikes that's that's tough that's tough but we'll go more into it um and talk about why they are really struggling let's let's have an honest conversation we might need to have a it might be time for a come to jesus i don't know but let's have that talk right after i tell you about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever it is the improved more delicious bar with 18 amazing flavors six of which are new you've got caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake almond apple almond crisp and much, much more. Now, these bars are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They are great for the health-conscious person like me. Don't know about you, but I've been on my Peloton almost every single day. I'm trying to get right for 2021. Now, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat because it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Ooh, sounds delicious to me. So if you are interested in getting some Built Bar, you got to go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On and get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. Now, thankfully, 2020 is over. Hallelujah, praise. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Now, we've got three keys that I mentioned yesterday that I want to go over because I think that it's always important to look at what you prepped for and how did it turn out, right? you got to figure out, gauge where you are as a program. Number one, I said Carolina had to take advantage of the size advantage. I mis- mentioned Coach Larinaga said that Carolina was going to have that point-blank period their guys were going to have to do their best. <laughs> they did better than their best. Miami outscored Carolina in the paint 32-24. to 24. It just seemed as if the bigs couldn't get it going. And I will say, they scored when it mattered. But God knows, that court, if you can't feed, if you can't feed a nice basic bounce pass to your big, not in traffic, I just, that seems to be fun. Look, I ain't no basketball player, but I know the fundamentals. I know the basics. I know what's like, come on, bruh. That's a big come on, bruh energy. And that's exactly what our point guards did last night. I will say it's a little skewed how Miami 
did get more points in the paint as their guards did drive to the basket. But again, let's go back to the fact that you guys put your hands up, block shot, something, anything. <laughs> hey, guards don't get beat on the dribble. I, you know, I just, yeah, I could, I could go on, but I'm gonna leave it right there. Number two, can't take the game out of reach early. You have got to make sure that Miami feels like they can't be in this game. Miami has has shown in their past ACC play that they struggle to get out of holes. <laughs> no worries there because Carolina's going to keep you in this bad boy, right? There were eight lead changes, six times that the game was tied, and Miami led for most of the game a total of around 21 minutes. Carolina, come on, bruh. <laughs> I when I say I don't know how they won this game last night, I do not know how Carolina won this game because it was just ugly from start to finish. So many stretches where there's nobody scoring a basket from the Carolina side. There were so many stretches where they were turning the ball over and Miami was capitalizing off those fast break points and those transition plays. It just, it was ugly. And it, it wasn't getting, it was just like, ooh, cringe, ooh, cringe. Every other five seconds, you're like, are we Carolina? Okay, let me go back. Let me just uh, – don't ever bet the over on Carolina this season. You will certainly get your feelings hurt, right? Period. <laughs> now, number three, Carolina needed to out-rebound the Canes. They were looking to use their size advantage over the Miami Hurricanes, and that is what they did. Out, Carolina out-rebounded Miami 45-39, and UNC got – 12 second chance points as opposed to Miami's four. UNC got 14 break points, fast break points, excuse me, versus Miami's 11. So considering Miami has a depleted bench, you kind of question, though, why UNC was outscored 20 to 17 from the Canes. So there, again, guys, hello. It was a horrible night for Carolina. And again, I don't know how they won this game. I do know how they won because Miami was just, they didn't have, the strength, honestly, because God, somebody knows. Carolina did everything but give the game away. Let's hear what our man Roy had to say about his team. I think we were nine down at the 12-minute uh, timeout, and I said, let's win the next four minutes, even if we just win it by one point. And uh, we got it to 53-50. I think I looked at the score tonight more than I ever have in all my life put together, but we got it to 53-50, and Andrew Playtech missed a wide open three from the top. And then we give up two dunks in a row, and then all of a sudden at the eight-minute timeout, we had only gained one point. So I told him again, I said, okay, let's win this four minutes. And then I think we did win that four minutes, but uh, we did get some stops down there on defense. They missed a couple of easy ones. They missed a free throw, I think, two or maybe two. But uh, I think that helped us. But uh, they were three big shots for us in the game. I think Leakey, when he goes to the free throw line, has a two-shot foul, and I think we had might have had the lead then. Uh, I didn't look at the clock at that time, but he missed both of them, and uh, then he comes down the next time and makes a three from the corner. Uh, Caleb, uh, that made a basket all night, and uh, really was, I guess, that, yeah, that's right, because he was 0 for 8 because he finished 1 for 9. Caleb makes that big three right in front of our bench. And then Andrew made the drive there at the end. Garrison made two big free throws. And I think so all of those things get in there. But we did get a couple of stops. We were trying to platoon a little bit at the end. We were having Kerwin in on offense and uh, uh, Andrew on the defensive end of the floor. And I think that helped us. Kerwin missed a shot right in front of our bench that uh, I think was a little quicker than I would have wanted with a two-point lead. But 
that helped us a little bit. And we got a turnover on the press uh, when we finally got somebody to beat their guy to the ball and it hit 33's hands and, and went out of bounds. But uh, uh, so I would probably agree and say, yeah, that our defense was something uh, during that stretch that we did some good things, but yes, they missed some shots too. Now look, when it's all said and done, shout out to Leaky, Andrew, and Garrison for three critical points in the game. When you had Leaky score that three for us and make sure that he messed up on one play, but he surely got it back and made us tie the game. Andrew Playtech, the running jumper at the end to give us two-point advantage over the Miami Hurricanes. But it wasn't, wouldn't have been possible if Garrison Brooks, again, had not made two crucial free throws, again, after having one for seven on the night. He felt confident. His teammates felt confident in him. You saw him go to the bench, a little discouraged, flustered, all that good stuff. But somehow, some way, he did not give up on his team. And I think that is so critical of what this team has to do for the rest of the season. You can't give up until the clock hits 0 0 0. As long as there's still time, there's still life. I don't think that Carolina will get have too many games that are so far out of reach. They're always going to be in the hunt. So as long as they keep chipping away, they should be good to go. And we'll certainly have to keep our <sighs> good juju vibes up for this team. Because if you let them stress you out, it's going to be a long year for you, I'm trying to tell you. But if you are looking to put some money on the heels this season, there is only one place that has you covered and one place that I trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on this action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL take a deep dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick for the 2021 draft? Well, get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get podcasts. Now, as we round up today's show, there are three things that I want to leave you with, okay? Three things that I've got for you guys. You know, we have Wisdom Wednesdays. Y'all are a very smart group. Y'all call it like it is. I appreciate every time you talk to me at Locked on Heels on Twitter. I know you've written all the reviews and said how much you love the show and all that good stuff. I appreciate it. And we're family. We're growing. We're learning. We're trying to figure it out. All that good stuff. We are just a very much interesting bunch, right? So I've got three things I want you guys to think and ponder on as you go into Saturday's matchup against Clemson. Make sure you come back throughout the week as we preview Clemson, who is red hot. We saw them beat NC State last night in a great overtime win. They are feeling it. They are feeling like they are one of the top dogs in the ACC, and they're surely going to let us know it comes Saturday. We might see another Carolina loss at home against Clemson if we're not careful. <sighs> it would be a sad sight, but a sight nonetheless because they got to play. So we got to figure out how we're going to beat a red-hot team. Now, three things I want you to know. Number one, who's going to lead this offense? As I mentioned, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love combined for three, five points. Three from Caleb off the bench. That one three he made. R.J. Davis, can't remember when. It was forgettable. His two points, right? R.J., 
Kayla, baby, something gonna got to give now. We can't keep having moments where we're still trying to figure out who can facilitate, who can be the floor general, who can stop making careless mistakes, who can stop turning it over, who can not stop getting discouraged, having his head low when he's not you know, performing up to snuff and not performing where we need him. Who can relax and get into his game? The person that does that is going to truly take this team to the next level. And you hear it from Roy, right? He believes in his guys, but he also is very much real about it, right? You can't make simple, silly mistakes and think you're going to win basketball games against good teams. Yes, you can get lucky, like I want to honestly say they did last night, but you can't do that on a consistent basis. It's just not going to work. So who's going to lead this offense? I want you guys to tell me, besides our three upperclassmen who are doing their best, Garrison, Andrew, and uh leaky who do you think that is going who do you think from an underclassman perspective is going to lead this offense i know i feel like it's dayron sharp i don't even feel like it's rj and caleb at this point i just want them to get out the way <laughs> i just want you to be the assisting champs gurus that you can man do i miss kobe white and the, his ability to just run the floor put up a quick layup and keep it whew, lord knows but that's not what we got so we gonna have to go with what we got cool number two what is going on with garrison brooks if you have an inside scoop inside tip inside thought let me know at locked on heels you can send me a direct message at candace cooper you know let me know what you feel like garrison is going through if you want to lay hands on the situation throw three up for him because he needs it <laughs> he is not having the senior season because i feel like he doesn't understand and he's not like really getting into his role of you don't have to be the man you can just be a damn good helpmate to the rest of your qualified teammates, right? Last year, there was so much pressure put on him to, you know, carry the shield of North Carolina, right? There was so much pressure for him to be, quote unquote, the man. He doesn't have to do that anymore. He has help, right? But how can you talk? How can you communicate better? How can you facilitate on the floor better? How can you also put up some points every now and then, right? So Garrison, I don't know what it is, but I would love to know y'all's thoughts and feelings on what is going on with Garrison. Now, number three, final thing, how many more teams, times, excuse me, Lord help us, how many more times will Roy change his lineup? How did you feel about last night's lineup? Did you think that this was a solid group or do you still not feel like we know who was our leader? We saw Caleb Love get taken out. We saw RJ put in it with Kerwin Walton, who makes some critical threes when that's, he's been our point man for shooting three, right? Do you think Andrew should be part of the rotation considering he's been clutch? Can he start out clutch early and give us nice momentum going into the game and kind of carry that through? Or do you feel like it, Caleb needs to get another chance? Because like I said, coming off the mention making a three after going 0 for 8, that's a lot of confidence that you have in yourself. And that's a lot of confidence that your coach has in you to still let you shoot after all said and done, right? So do you feel like there is some hope and life left? Do you think that Dayron is going to start over Garrison for the rest of the year? Well, let's talk about the fact that Armando didn't have a great game. Do you slide him out and put Garrison back in there, having Garrison and Dayron start? Will Walker Kessler ever get a chance to get things going once he figures out how to get those Langley limbs, you know, moving in the right direction? 
a lot of things to discuss and consider. We know we're not the coaches, but we love to guess. Ain't no shame in just trying to throw something out in the universe. So, again, let me know if you're feeling like the starting lineup, how many times it's going to change, and who do you think is going to be the set rotation going forward when we get down this stretch in March. We're looking at March 9th through 13th ACC tournament, and we're trying to figure out who are going to be our go-to guys. I don't feel like we have those yet, but it's close. We're getting there. Leaky's trying to make his case to be the number one. But there's still time for everyone else to step up. So that's my time for today. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow as we'll talk Carolina versus Clemson. We'll talk hopefully some women's games. We'll see if the women's team gets an opportunity to play because, again, I go back to the fundamentals of it. I think that the women's team could certainly give the guys some help. Make sure you guys stay smart and safe out there. Wear your mask. It's getting a little chillier. We might get snow this weekend in North Carolina. Are you excited about it? I know I am. January 10th, my birthday. Make sure you send some love at Locked on Heels at Candace D. Cooper. It's going to be a great time, okay? Have a great Wednesday, and as always, go Heels.